0: Welcome to Firefighting in Canada, the podcast brought to you by First Alert, safety you can trust. You've tuned in for compelling conversation on hot topics impacting Canada's fire service. From Hope BC, I'm Fire Chief Tom DeSorcy. What is part challenge, part prerequisite, part demonstration and part competition? Well, today we are talking about FireFit and it is a pleasure to uh, welcome Hillary McRoberts from FireFit Canada joins us from the road you're at a stop in Regina and uh, is here today on the podcast hi Hilary how are you
1: Hello. good morning Tom thanks for having me we're we're well we made it to Regina all in one piece no breakdowns so that's a good thing
0: <laughs> you, you spent now now I guess you've spent summer uh, is this an is, is this is this an every summer thing on the road with FireFit
1: Yes, it is. Well, it we're back on the road after a two and a half year hiatus, of course, of course. as everyone knows with COVID. Nothing like, like this was happening um, during the, the pandemic. We are back on the road. Um, this is our 29th year, actually. Uh, so we are yeah, back at it. And it's been great to get back at it for sure. It's just been a, a wonderful summer for us.
0: So a little history, a little background, I guess, because you you're based out of out of British Columbia, uh, and how how did this all get started? I mean, where have you been involved for twenty nine years yourself?
1: Yes, we have. Um, it is a family business, basically. We, my husband and I, uh, Dale was a Vancouver firefighter, and we discovered this event um, in the states. And he has always been very, very active and was on the athletic committee in Vancouver and this videotape came across the table at one of the meetings that they were having and Dale brought it home and took a look and put together the first Vancouver team out of uh, hall number 7 and they went down and competed in the states and they were just like wow this is fantastic because it represents you know who and what they are what they could do at any call that they go to um while on shift and it was very uh exciting for them to participate it's hard a lot of hard work but it was absolutely what you know represented what firefighters do or represents what firefighters do
0: so so why in your husband's case and and the firefighters then why did they want to get involved in this was it just to show off was it about competing was it about uh trying to better themselves what what do you think was the motivation
1: I think a lot of it is to maintain their fitness for the job. Um, it w- it represents what they do um, as firefighters. And rather than, you know, playing, my husband used to throw the javelin, or he still throws the javelin, but going and doing um, something that's not representative of what you are or who you are and what you do as a job. Um, this was very focused and and they they were just super excited. And it's all about teamwork. You work as a team together because you train together, just like you do in firefighting. Um, there We've developed a relay event as well over the years. It, originally, it just started out as, you know, you'd race the whole course by yourself. Now we have a number of different options. You can do the individual event. You can do the relay event where there's four to three, sorry, three to five people on your team. Or you can do a technical event, which we call the Tech 2, which you actually don an SCBA Draeger pack, and then you, the, the one person uh, does the front half of the course, what we call the front half. And then once they've finished the force machine, they actually do a bottle exchange with the Draeger Quick Connect bottle exchange, which is super fast. And um, then the other competitor does the lower portion of the course. So it just depends how... Intense you are as a competitor or as an athlete because all of our firefighters really who who are competing they become and are amazing athletes because it takes a lot of training and work to do this course well.
0: It uh, there's there's been other names I I, and we were talking earlier it used to be the combat challenge uh, different uh, Mm -hmm. different titles it's your official title is is FireFit Canada is that correct?
1: Yeah, fire. Well, the event's name is FireFit Championships. Our company name is FireFit of Canada. Mm-hmm.
0: So the intent now, you've been on the road all summer, I would take it, to catching up after two years?
1: Yes, basically. It was a little bit of a later start for us this year. We started in June. Um, normally, we start in May in British Columbia. We didn't have an event this year in BC, which was unfortunate just with the timing of announcing when we could actually do events. It uh, didn't happen until March. So that took a little bit of wind out of our sails when it came to doing a BC event, but we started in Edson, Alberta in uh, June, uh, the first weekend in June, and we've been on the road ever since. So this weekend we're in Regina, and then two weekends from now we do our Canadian Nationals and World Championships in Spruce Meadows, Alberta.
0: So the intent, and you say the the World Championships, there is an affiliation uh, globally with this event then, is there?
1: Yes, there is. We have um, FireFit Europe, Um, so they are, they've actually been, they started, uh, right during COVID and they were actually able to do six events in 2020, which was amazing. So they, we've been working with them to, um, get a tower. They have a hydraulic tower. They have a team that goes around all over Europe. So when we get together for the FireFit Worlds, the Europeans come over and compete as well. So eventually down the road, we'd like to see our FireFit Worlds be hosted in Europe. Um, so we're working towards that.
0: It's, I, I can only imagine logistically what it takes to put this together. I mean, what are you traveling with? I mean, is this, is this a road show that is like a, like a, 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 a rock concert tour where you've got five semi-trailers that travel with you and carry gear and set up from town to town?
1: Basically, we don't have five, we have three. So, um, there each of us drives a vehicle. Um, so there's the tower, which is the hydraulic tower, which Dale drives my husband I'm driving the equipment trailer, which is a 40 foot equipment trailer. And then our son Connor actually brings along our living trailer. Um, usually, um, yeah, we're like a convoy. It can be difficult traveling because if uh, we get, you know, we, we like to travel all together, make sure everybody is safe. And so sometimes getting through cities or towns, you know, with all the traffic lights and traffic and things like that, like Toronto is a real treat always. (laughs) So, but we have CB radios. We're, yeah, we're like, yeah, we're, we're the convoy.
0: (laughs) Do you ever get comparisons to, to other industry? And I want to say sports. I want to say demonstrations. I want to use all those in. And I think of, I think of logger sports. I think of rodeo. Those, those Mm -hmm. are, those are competitions. Those are demonstrations that are that are representative of real work of real things that that loggers and cowboys and and that do in the in their life and they go out and show and demonstrate it do you get those comparisons with firefit
1: there yes absolutely that it it is absolutely represents what firefighters do um any day on the job Uh, they may not do every single thing you know that that our course is on at one call but you know, throughout the day, they could technically do all of these things. We have actually, it's been interesting this year. We've had two CFL football players who have been hired by different departments, one in Fredericton and one in St. catharines and they both are competing. And the one fellow said to us, I'd rather be hit by a 300 pound linebacker than (laughs) do this. But he is one of the top guys out of Fredericton right now. He's leading their second team, Fredericton's second team. And, you know, you, we call it the fire fit bug. You either love it or you hate it. And if you get the bug, then you just train and you want to get better and you want to have a better time. So what we call a personal best time. Um, and this becomes their sport. Uh, so rather than, you know, playing football or soccer or, or hockey, or they actually, this, they train for this basically all year long
0: what category do you prefer to be labeled in as a demonstration, as a sport, as a competition or all of the above?
1: Um, I think sport and competition. And, uh, as I said, our, our firefighters are athletes. They, when you see these people compete, it's, it's amazing what they do and how strong they are. Not just the men, the women, some of our women are running sub two minute times. It's, it's incredible what they're doing. And, um, yeah, it, it it after even after twenty nine years, I watch these guys and gals, and I just have so much respect for them. And they blow my mind um, sometimes with what they do out out there on the course and the times that they're running.
0: Being from British Columbia, you know, you must be familiar, obviously with the you know, there's other competitions, other demonstrations, if you will, the charity events, like the stair climb. Uh, that I'm personally involved with uh, in British Columbia. I know that other provinces do those kind of things. What I've found with those events, yes, the athleticism, yes, the uh, the abilities, but I, I, I really see, uh, especially if the public is involved or the public is nearby, uh, the pride of people uh, taking part in front of people and showing people what they do. Do you, do you see that at all?
1: Absolutely. Yes. and that's why departments host. That's why teams host. They want to be able to bring the event and show their, you know their municipalities what they can what they can do. And, we normally there's a like great crowds that come out and cheer on their local fire departments. And there's usually other things going on as well, like other activities, kids activities, and um, you know, demonstrations perhaps of um, extrication. And so, yeah, for sure. It's, it's, it's actually showcasing the fire service. And that's really one of the major things that FireFit does.
0: I was going to mention that Is, is the fire service taking full advantage of, of this kind of thing. I mean, this, this is, I mean, other, other, I guess, agencies, the military, the police, they do demonstrations, but they do it for a reason, basically around recruitment and promotion. Is is the fire service taking advantage of, of that through this type of event?
1: Some departments are definitely others, not so much, which is, a, which is a shame. And it really is a, as I said before, a team building event where, you know, you're working together to make yourself better at what you do um, and keep yourself safer, actually, you know, you're, I think, personally, that your, your most important piece of equipment is yourself, because as a firefighter, um, you're doing all that work. And if you're not fit enough, and strong enough to, you know, carry all that weight on your body, and then be asked to do something physical, because you're dressed as you would be as, at the scene of a fire when you do fire fit. Um, so it's, as I said, super representative of of what you, you know, what you're doing on the job. So, yeah, I think that um, some of the departments are taking advantage of it. They do do recruitment um, at our events. Uh, it showcases you know what the fire service is all about. and people really respect uh, the fire service. Uh, I think that's one of the advantages of, you know, of the fire service is that firefighters are thought of very highly um, across Canada, which is a wonderful thing. and the community comes out and supports them, which is great.
0: Is this? And I'm not saying limited by the fact that it's it's not permitted, but certainly I'm sure that the difference between the career participants versus the the paid on call volunteer participants must be a little little greater. I'm I'm thinking that's more based on the career element. Is that correct?
1: Actually, it's surprising. It's pretty. It's a pretty almost even mix. Actually, to be honest, um, you know there are obviously paid fire departments across Canada, but there's a heck of a lot more volunteer fire departments um, across the country as well. Um, When we first started, actually, I'll give you an example. The Surrey Fire Department had 12 volunteer teams, 12. They were all volunteers. There was a couple of paid guys on on the teams. And now almost every single one of those people who competed as as a volunteer is hired in a paid position. So it was Chief McNamara at the time from Surrey was very focused on fitness. He was a fitness guy. He was a runner. He always competed at the police and fire games. And he really promoted FireFit and thought that it was a great thing for the fire service. And so he, for his volunteers, he, you know, and as well as the paid guys and gals, he promoted it and got them out and that's that's the most teams we've ever had from one department is 12 um and they like i said they've all basically been hired so
0: it's amazing i think and I go back to like the stair climb events, for example, I know that there's a lot of volunteer uh, uh, folks that take part in the uh, in the stair climb. That's the same mm-hmm. thing we've experienced here in our, in our fire department where our people have specifically trained for one event. I mean, it's very simple, there's stairs, there's gear, you walk, you climb, it's good for the department and it's good for the members as a whole from just the training part of it. Is, mm-hmm. is that a problem for, for departments? I'm wondering how, I mean, I'm sure a lot of the career departments having larger training facilities but having the ability to prepare and practice for your event, perhaps a challenge for, I guess, the volunteer ones would I would think.
1: Yes, for some definitely for some of the departments, the smaller ones, um, you know, you can simulate things. So that's what a lot of them do. They have to simulate. They don't have a you know a burn building where the, the with a staircase in it that they can use. So maybe they go and they train at a local parking lot, you know, or parking um, uh, facility where there are stairs and they can run the stairs and then they haul the donut roll up the outside stairwell and all that kind of stuff. So there's definitely, they have to simulate things Um, for the volunteer department. Yes, it's difficult for sure, um, or perhaps more difficult, but there's also a lot of, especially with departments, paid departments that have those, the facilities, they are allowing Um, other departments, other competitors to come and train with them. And so that's awesome. There's, there's departments, you know, Edmonton, Oakville, um, Syncrude, they have towers, they have actually built or have bought our old tower. um, And they, they allow other departments to come and train on it. So there are departments that are very progressive when it comes to fire fit and encourage their, the chiefs encourage their fire, firefighters to participate and, and train and be fit. And that's fantastic. And you'll see that Edmonton, St. Catharines, you know, those departments are doing really, really well. So uh, we we get asked all the time what the dimensions are for the tower because they want to build it into their new training facilities and that type of thing.
0: I, I I won't uh, I won't I won't pretend that I know all of the uh, order of the events, but maybe you can walk us through and explain what uh, what people as I'm brand new I'm going to sign up. What do I have to do?
1: Sure, no problem. So if you're doing the individual event, you are going to be dressed as you would be at the scene of a fire. So all of your gear, jacket, pants, boots, gloves, helmet, um, all have to be NFPA approved and have their stickers and labels in them. Uh, we will don you with a Draeger air pack and uh, you would start at the bottom of the tower. You load a 42-pound high-rise pack on your shoulder and you go up to the top of a six-story building, so you climb the stairs. Some people do it quickly, other people don't do it as fast. (laughs) It just depends how fit you are. Then you put that high-rise pack into the box on the top of the tower, you move to the railing where there's a 42-pound donut roll of hose, high vol um, bulldog hose, And you pull that up to the top of the tower and put it over the railing into the box. Then you proceed down the stairs, hitting every stair as you go because it's a two second penalty if you don't. And you exit the tower onto a forcible entry machine, which simulates ventilating a roof, chopping down a door. You proceed to finish that machine, which takes about 500 pounds of force to force the beam backwards. It is a hydraulic beam. So we've actually designed that machine so that it's consistent and isn't affected by weather. Once you finish that, you put the hammer in the box and you move through the hydrants. It's a sort of a zigzag course down down the track. You come to a fully charged inch and a half line of bulldog hose. You drag it uh, 75 feet and you hit a target. And then you move to our favorite part, Rescue Randy, which is a 175 pound mannequin. So you're doing a victim rescue. You pick him up and you drag him backwards for 100 feet. And once you and Randy's feet cross the line, we have a, a timing system, the clock stops, and that's your time. And so you're basically trying to do it as fast as you can. And if you have a team, so you can have three to five people make up a team, we, we not only score an individual time, but you would also score a team time. We take the three fastest times from that team, add them together, and that becomes your team time. So your department is represented not only on the individual list, but also on the team list.
0: So first off, I'm exhausted listening to that and, um, and, and, and what kind of time are we talking about here? What's, what's the, I mean, obviously being a competition, there must be records. There must be, uh, things that we're trying to achieve. What, how, how, what's the average, what are we doing this in?
1: Well, when we first started, the average was about two minutes, 30 seconds, um, for to, after 29 years our competitors have um you know they've they, as i said it has become their sport they train for it and our fastest time right now in the men's category is just over one minute and 10 seconds you, um you that took, is a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> it took you, me longer you, to explain it <laughs> took you
0: longer exactly it took you longer to explain it, that they're actually doing it uh yeah. seriously this this is wow that's amazing yeah
1: Yeah, it is amazing. And we have, like I said, we also have ladies that are going sub two minutes, which is amazing as well. Um, Two ladies, well, actually three ladies we've had go sub two minutes. And so it's just, yeah, it is. It's spectacular to watch when you see these people compete. And it, yeah, they dedicate a lot of time to train and to be the best. And that's, they are amazing.
0: You've, uh, you know, we talk about the different types of competitions that are out there. As I, I refer to the stair climbs, those kind of things. Those are charity based. Uh, is there a charity element to yours or you're, you're strictly a commercial? I mean, you mentioned, uh, you know, Drager packs, those kind of things that help you out, yep. I'm sure are involved. But is there is there ever a charity component to your event?
1: Usually there is some sort of charity. It's not necessarily um, that tied to us, though we are looking down the road to um, be wanting to be able to work with PTSD. In Regina, actually, we're going to be working with the um, University of Regina and SIPCERT, which is um, studying PTSD in emergency services personnel. Um, so that we would like to be tied in with that. We think that that is very, very critical. We lost one of our firefighters a number of years ago to PTSD and it just really affected us. Uh, so that's sort of, that's our focus right now It's how do we connect and coordinate something around PTSD um, there's lots of uh, obviously lots of different um, in each province there's loads of different um, authorities that are working to help firefighters and emergency services personnel who are suffering from PTSD and uh, but it just seems that it's sort of fragmented to me like it doesn't seem that there's one place to go or there's just all sorts of people trying to you know, do things, but we're not organized where SIPCERT is is quite interesting. I'm learning more more and more about them. We've been doing Zoom meetings, but I'm actually looking forward to actually meeting them in person this week. At our events, there's usually a charity component um, by the host department, you know, whether it be benefit that they give back to the communities. Uh, So in most cases, there's something involved when it comes to charity.
0: I was going to say, do you have a circuit per se, or are you like for next year, next summer? Is it a matter mm-hmm. of, hey, who wants to who wants to have us uh, and how do people get involved?
1: We already have a tentative schedule for 2023. Um, Ontario is going to be very, 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 very busy. So if people would like to have information, they can send um, an email to firefit at firefit.com. And we can send them the hosting information. Not a problem. Yeah, next year, we're probably going to be 14 to 16 events across the country. This year, we did 10, a little smaller year, just because of COVID and starting later and all that kind of stuff. But uh, it's been a little bit of a, a quieter year this year. But next year, it's everybody, it looks like, is going to be back in force. So <laughs> that's exciting for us.
0: So so how does an individual, how does a team uh, get involved in the uh, future?
1: Sure. Well, um, basically you got to start training, check out uh, firefit.com and take a look at, you know, what the, what all of the, the elements of the course are. If you want to register, we, we eventually, once our schedule is firm for 2023, then we start to open up events for registration. You register online, you have to c- create a competitor profile and all that kind of stuff and fill out, fill out the information. Then you register for whatever events you like. In order to go to FireFit uh, Worlds or nationals, Canadian nationals, you do have to qualify at a regional event. There are certain times that have to be met in order for you to get a wild card or a buy, what we call a buy onto final day. Obviously, what's really interesting about FireFit is that if you come to an event, you'll meet all sorts of fantastic competitors and people from across the country, and they will share their, their knowledge and their, you know, how to, how to train and, do it this way, what my techniques are, and all this kind of stuff. There's an an understanding between competitors that if you're putting yourself out there, because this is a tough thing to do, there's a respect given you. And people want to help you get better and get faster. And so that's really quite an interesting concept, because in a lot of sports, when you're competing against somebody, they don't want you to get better. <laughs> they want to be better than you. So, but this is, it's different with Firefit. And there, like I said, there is a respect because it is a very tough thing to do.
0: They say train because your life depends on it. Uh, or as if your life depends on it and actually it does right that's what we tell everyone there's a lot more to it a lot more that uh, that you never think about you think well this is great little show it's easy uh it's not easy it's not easy to organize it's not easy to do to be to be uh, a participant at least what i think but i appreciate the time uh, thanks for uh enlightening us and good luck with the uh, the rest of the tour and uh, and uh yeah look forward to hearing more about firefit canada
1: Wonderful. Well, thank you, Tom, for having me. We look forward to seeing everybody at uh, FireFit World. Let us know if you need any more information. Thank you
0: for joining Firefighting in Canada, the podcast brought to you by First Alert, safety you can trust. Visit firefightingincanada.com for more episodes.